Welcome everyone. My name is Vida and this is Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast. A podcast where we discuss current news and developments happening in the cricket world with a special focus on Sri Lanka cricket. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host Sohan. How are you doing, Vora? Good, Vida. Excited to be part of another episode. Yeah, um... Obviously, we are going to talk about the T20 World Cup final today. New Zealand beat England and Australia beat Pakistan to make it to the finals. It was two very, very exciting games. Even though England was the favourites to win it, New Zealand managed to take revenge of 2019 World Cup and make it to the finals. And breaking Pakistan fans' hearts, Australia managed to beat Pakistan. In this episode, we'll give our predictions as well, like we did in the last episode. Bora was 50% correct and I'm 100% till now. So we'll see uh, how we go in the finals, Bora. Yeah, good predictions there, Vida. I think going back into the semi-finals, um, I guess both games were exciting. That's what we wanted to see. Um, no clear favourites in those games till the game was over. By um, It was hardly uh, fought hard right till the end. 50% right, yes, New Zealand got through. On the other end, um, kind of wanted Pakistan to keep rolling, but it was a hard one for them to be on uh, on it's it's a hard tournament to play a perfect tournament because uh, yeah. of the nature of t20 cricket and overall australia has had a strong hold over pakistan in icc events so mm. they kept that record intact and got through so now we are moving on to the important all important game of the final and yeah would be excited to discuss more about this um we'll be steering away from sri lanka for this episode because we'll focus more on um the t20 world cup uh, against um, australia versus new zealand it's a it's an interesting one with that because of the time difference like in australia for us Watching this game, it's a 1 a.m. start and I think for in New Zealand, it's a, it's a 3 a.m. start. So yeah. it'll be interesting uh, like to follow and watch the games. But it's just one more game that we'd like to watch and enjoy um, and see who comes out on top. I'll be up watching the game. Yeah, it, it, it's an you know, awkward time, but I'm sure the fans will be, be up to watch it. Um, you talked about Pakistan. They won everything up until semi-finals and this is not the first time uh, it happened to Sri Lanka in 2009 T20 World Cup. We won everything and lost the final and uh, it happened to Australia as well in 2010. They won everything and lost the final to England. So that's how the T20 games go. You know, you, you can have a bad passage of play like it can be two, three balls and the momentum shift to the other side. And that's what happened to Pakistan. Um, a lot's been talked about Hassan Ali's catch, but you know, the follow-up goals, the the next three balls went for three sixes and that, that was game over. It's tough, but it is what it is. It, cricket is like that, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. I think it's the momentum shift. Yeah, we, we could hear it. Everyone talking about, yeah, he dropped the World Cup or it was more, that was a massive miss in that passage of play. But then the follow-up balls were also pretty poor. So there could be that disappointment of a miss catch, but it shouldn't affect the follow-up balls. That's how we, it's almost like as soon as the ball was dropped, 
we were waiting the players waiting to play the blame game on mm. the balls after rather than concentrating on the job that needs to be done but uh, nonetheless to pull off those three sixes a massive um, amount of skill required and Matthew Wade has been in good form for um, the last few innings he's been playing and I think it's it's worked out well. I don't think it was a conscious move to move Matthew Wade down. I think we, Australia were trying to find their batting order uh, or try to work out what's the best combination. But uh, Matthew Wade coming in at this number seven position works out in their favour because he's facing the faster bowlers who are bowling the back end overs. So yeah. um, it takes away from him play having to play spin. Yeah. Um, but a lot more involved with uh, hitting the fast bowlers, and that's he's an aggressive. He's been and he's opened the batting, and we notice how aggressive he can be against the fast bowling. His strike um, rates, his strike rates against fast bowlers, especially against bowlers who bowl quick, is like over 140 or 150. Yeah. So yeah, it works out in his way. And uh, it looks like a bromance brewing out there with uh, big puppy and. <laughs> Wade in the mix. Uh, uh, I watched a talk show of um, where Stoinis comes in and has a brief chat about how they enjoy batting together and he, he describes it really well and watching the game kind of brought uh, back I was just thinking there'll be more stories coming out how they enjoyed that win. Um, from an Australian point of view it's they put themselves in the best seat as well now against New Zealand uh, to put their hands around a trophy they don't have. It's a game. New Zealand have worked around with Australia in the recent events in matches by winning, but still there is that big brother effect um, going into games like this. So they, Australia tend to hold the upper hand a bit more. Yeah, it's an open game with the finals. I'd like to touch base into the Australia, New York, Pakistan game where I think, like you said, uh, there were certain momentum shifts that kind of took, worked in Australia's favour. Uh, yeah. But a big win for them. Yeah. The, you talked about the big brother effect. It's the same when India plays Pakistan, isn't it? Uh, they, that's intimidating factor of a big brother but New Zealand um, they have a very experienced teams but they have one injury worry as well Devin Conway he punched the bat when he got out batting against England and uh, he broke his hand now he's he's going to miss out the, the final so that's it's a big blow for them he's been batting well you, see, you saw what happened to England uh, when they lost one of their best batters. It upsets the the combinations uh, and the rhythm they, they had throughout the tournament. So Conway, he played a big part in that middle order. So I don't know how they're going to arrange their batting order now. But, uh... Devon Conway is going to be a massive miss for the New Zealand camp. He's um, number one. He's been doing the glove work behind the stumps. So that means... A new wicketkeeper comes into the mix. Also, Devon Conway has been playing a crucial role through the early uh, middle. Oh, so, as soon as the power play ends through to the back end, um, he kind of held the batting order together. 
um so they had wickets in intact for their for them to go hard so the crucial number 4 position they'll have to find a person to come in um team saifat i'm not sure if he'll slot in straight away to number 4 that's the unsettling effect you have when a person this late in the tournament when a player gets injured like we saw what happened to england it threw off the whole batting order might happen again because uh, that means um glen philips has to probably might go one number up and then team cypher comes there to that number 5 uh 6 position so interesting what can you do he, he hit the bat in frustration and resulted in him not being able to hold the bat or be able to play so it looks like a proper like would have been yeah. massive Um, But they've been a very good punch. You do things like that in the heat of the moment, and uh, you regret after, isn't it? It's something, yeah, freak accident, like something you do without without knowing. Uh, yeah, heat of the moment. We've seen guys showing disappointment again. We've seen guys throw bats, helmets. Um, there are so many stories of players do whatever for after you get out sometimes when you're in the dressing room when you know a guy's gotten out you come in you, you know he's going to blow his team off and yeah. um unfortunately with um conway he, he hurt his hand i wonder how the bat could have been if he's hurt his hand that bad so touching base back on to new zealand's batting order i think it almost sets up now that gaptil has to score for new zealand to come through now that with this injury to conway gaptil has had the slow like starts but he hasn't kicked on hmm. uh, he didn't contribute much in the last game but big games before he gets to that 20 30 mark and has been um where new zealand needs that big contribution from him he yeah. generally plays against australia well and he kicks off against the fast bowling um for new zealand they love to see him come good if he comes good it sets them up early and they'll be able to keep that momentum through because against quicker bowling he generally does play well um so um my a player i'm keeping an eye out from the new zealand camp is um Martin Gaptil if he goes big that's a massive one for New Zealand a strong bowling attack New Zealand I think we spoke about this having that core group of players who played in roles um I mean um, Bolt will play a big part again uh, he he has a knack for taking early wickets and he takes wicket there he takes it in uh, batches so he might he might open up two to three wickets um in within the two overs so those are the early plays that new zealand will be wanting to get on because they'll probably they're looking to sneak in their fifth bowler with their attack yeah 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 um, which is a jimmy nisham um a mixture of him and probably looking at the attack michel santner as well so um yeah well against england satna didn't bowl uh, to moin ali and, and they they stick to their bowling plan really well bora didn't they like, yeah even with the new ball they tried to pitch it up and then after that they just they stuck to that back of a length making yeah. batsman hit to the uh, hit to the long boundaries as a bowling unit i think they are both both sides have good bowling units uh, then they are bowling bowling really well uh, 
One thing I want to ask, like I want to talk about is um, this theory of making the batsman hitting to the long boundary. I don't think it has paid off uh, towards the bowler. If you look at the game against Sri Lanka's game against South Africa, it was the same result, right? Because you, you, you're thinking, all right, we're going to bowl straight and hit those yokers and make him hit to clear that long boundary. And you miss the mark by, what, six inches and you get hit for <clears> six. Sometimes, you know, you, you overanalyze things and maybe the better option would have been bowling that wide yoker to Matthew Wade. Um, yeah. Maybe after getting hit for the first six, but you, you back the plan and try to protect that long boundary and uh, didn't work their way. So, yeah, that's one thing I know. Um, yeah. yeah, I think with you got it right there when you come and say overanalyzing. One thing I've noticed in this tournament, the role of the analyst has been highlighted a lot. Mm. Um, and there are a lot more emphasis on player setups or matchups that happen in the games or passages of play. I think a lot of the decisions were backed by the data that has been provided. I mean, with our UNI, we always like throughout playing our um, professional careers back in Sri Lanka, you normally hear that players say, oh, he's a bit weak, he's weak against all spinner. Um, or, you know, is he, if he's weak oh. against a left arm spinner or, you or know, a short ball. Yeah. 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 But um, there wasn't a lot of data backed into it. It's just a thing that we've seen and we were discussed about. But this tournament, there, it appeared like a lot of the decisions were backed with that data. I mean, uh, similar to Santner just bowling um, one over, uh, Moinali didn't bowl yeah. at, at all as well. So, and Moinali has been a massive uh, player for them uh, at the yeah. start. I think Moinali's overs would have been reduced because of two right-handers at the top. Could he have bowled a few overs in between? I'm not sure uh, whether he could have uh, opened that up for England. That's a thought they'll probably be reflecting but going back into that the long boundary scenario again i think where where the players could have changes to um change the lens um, yeah. better i know we were thinking you you put yourself under pressure for one ball uh, which was the yoke and then if you miss it by a margin it goes out that way so um, like Lahiru Kumar against David Miller, that's something in hindsight he would have thought, okay, could I have uh, think about it a bit more shorter? Uh, we, I know we talked about the wider aspect, but could he have cut cut uh, his lens slightly different, just as a difference? Um, same with uh, Matthew Wade as well, um, with Shaheen Afridi going for that. So, but those shots, mod, a modern day cricketer shots to hit those, oh. right? You don't see a guy back himself going over uh, the keepers or the back end with a ramp for six to, you know, score. Back in the day, you'll probably try to launch it straighter or more towards cow as your um, shots to get out, get the maximum run. So um, it shows how far the games evolved now. And um, where the fast bowlers have to think on their feet now with having to cover so much of ground. Yeah, no, no, that those three shots from him, it was amazing shots. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about, um, what are your thought about, thoughts about Steve Smith's batting in D20s? But he seems to be, I know the team's winning, but he seems to be not getting any runs. Yeah. 
top of the order. His, his currency has gone down in T20 cricket. Uh, I think it was on the way down. Um, even when he like he didn't get a permanent start in the IPL side as well, because um, there's a place where can you bat him? He, he has to either open or bat at number three. Yeah. It's, is, it to, uh, is it to do with analyzing as well? Maybe you reckon bowlers and be, the teams have think, found yeah. a to him? I think so as well. And I think he doesn't know how the T20 format set up for his game or how to get around it yet. The player has to understand. I know he's got his quirky habits and stuff like that that gets on. But in hindsight, you've got the passage of play that he has to play. He's been struggling to cope up with it. So um, he tries to overdo what, overdo what he's doing rather than letting it naturally come through. Like we know, he walks across his thumbs when he's playing test cricket, but it's calculated at a certain stage where he's got so much of time to play around with that. In T20 cricket, it's almost as if he's trying to do everything within that first three balls and teams have gotten on to it and build the pressure. But in this tournament, he's been quiet. Biggest factor was uh, Mitch Marsh. Getting promoted to bat at number three means they've identified, okay, um, we need that guy to push on, not slow up whatever the momentum's up there. So I just I have a feeling may, uh, Steve Smith is in the team um, to do what, um, just holding game. If he lose that um, wickets, if Australia yeah. loses the wickets early up, just to hold on in up and just keep batting because either side of him, it's all power hitting. You got uh, Finch, Warner, Mitch Marsh, then Smith comes in. Then you got Maxwell, Stoinis, Matthew Wade. So six power hitters in with one guy who just got to hold his stick. Um, so that's a role he'll have to do. I think his um, we've seen his T20 stats as well. It's not a nothing. Massive compared to yeah, extraordinary to what he's been doing at other formats. So it we haven't seen it transition over to T Twenty cricket. Um, don't but know. He might, he might go and prove both of us wrong and score about eighty runs in forty balls or something and win the game for Australia. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Exactly <laughs> right. But for him to get that eighty or forty, Australia has to be in a lot of trouble as well. Yeah. Um, it's a good sign that Australia are not relying on Smith to get bring home the wins because um, that means they've expanded. It's a powerful um, Australian team that we've know has known has been in the making. And I think out of this lot, the most uh, biggest guy relieved would be JL, Justin Langer, the um, coach of the team, uh, he's been under the pump with the uh, with what's been happening around, not having success overall in the shorter formats. Plus, his personality in the dressing room. There are a lot of things to be discussed in the media. So he's he's relieved. But I saw the media conference where they asked the players, um, <laughs> "How what do you think of the game and stuff?" And then the guys, um, Stoinis. Um, Zampa and Jail and Jail says everyone was calm and stuff. I was like, no, they, I know, no, no way anyone was calm there. So, no. you know, Bora, I, I only want 
the big papi to do this after game interviews you know he will tell oh, you he'll tell you the honest truth yeah <laughs> he'll, he'll tell it as it is oh, it was a lovely um yeah he, he'll tell you exactly how it happened um and he's the best guy that's a big papi i'm sure he'll be there <laughs> wanting yeah. to you know if australia wins it that's going to be some lovely stories coming in going back to new zealand why they deserve to win it it's a store it's a trophy for for their golden era to show of what they've done um gaptil uh, williamson um the fa- fast bowlers saudi and uh, bolt um they've been playing cricket for a while and i mean we've seen what the icc tournaments the last where how they've been qualifying into finals um and running short on that so it's similar to how sri lanka's golden era was at a certain yeah, yeah. stage nonetheless two deserving teams to be there or get something around the um get their hands around the trophy um all so right exciting yeah now time for you to decide you can't sit on the fence you know you had to pick a side now who do you I'm going think? with the team i backed um the 50% i got so i'm going with new zealand i think oh. i had the early pre-tournament as well with um, them being able to they might be you know contenders at the early stage and then I'm happy that it's come through so I'll stick with them right um which way are you swinging with her no no I'm going to go with Australia all the way make it interesting got, got big party <laughs> we we got the big papi the big bison and the you know the big three fast bowlers and yeah. adam sampa and matthew wade the finisher so i'm going to back looks like you got everything sorted have you got an answer for marking gaptil though oh oh uh, well, we'll try to try to get him out in the first 10 balls that's the plan <laughs> yeah i'm just thinking out if Mitchell I think Stark he will play a big factor with his in swingers and his confidence of playing the last world cup or when um Australia beat New Zealand also the 2015 yeah. getting those big in swingers in um he'll build confidence on that he'll be looking to replicate that I reckon McCallum would have said make sure you don't charge the first ball down the wicket <laughs> um <laughs> if gaptil gets gets away if not it it might fall apart very quickly for new zealand yeah um, so i think that's a big uh, set there with the bowling camp mm. it's bolt versus finch and won yeah 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 they bring it in um i mean the the, the big difference in the aussie i mean the aussie t20 teams in the past and this team like like recent past they have their best fast bowlers in this team like they they haven't rested any of their you know test quicks their bowling unit basically is their test bowling unit except for uh, adam sampa so you know these guys have been playing cricket for a long time uh, together and and when it come to a final um they've experienced that as well they have experienced the success so in a final scenario those things matter so that's why i'm backing Aussies we'll see now that yeah should be a good game keep an eye out on the 17th over that's where i think the game shifts that's my prediction yeah. 
um i've noticed that the 17th over kicks uh, tend to swing the decision either mm. to the team that gets on top of that over so i don't know generally pat cummins would take it for australia uh, for new zealand would be uh, trent bolt uh, oh, yeah uh, doing that so it might be that whoever comes on top there uh, brings it home um legs two leg spinners playing there as well zampa versus saudi uh, sure. slightly different nonetheless it shows that through the middle overs what an impact they can do uh, zampa's had a massive tournament he's done really well. really he's done really well. i don't think he's gone over 20 or 21 runs per in a game yet so um that's a massive factor if a bowler can get you forwards through that middle passages um at less than what's that for six less than six runs and yeah. over that's a massive win for them but yeah it's it's a hard one isn't it with we like we've got both the scenarios of the yeah. teams it's not clear favorites we had the two favorites uh yeah. finish up <laughs> so that's t20 cricket yeah uh, looking looking at the two teams i think the momentum is with Aussies like you know they build if they've been building this up and you know yeah that's that's what i think yeah um, australia has got the momentum and they've got the setup they've got it set up well they've like they've had warner scoring runs i mean stoinis and wade uh, matthew wade has been always finishing it up for the boys and maxwell had short man finch had short stints out there uh, with uh, mitch marsh so they've got a mixture of players coming through the party uh, and their their roles are pretty set you, you don't yeah. have to play around with that bowling yeah. roles are set the batting roles are set it's almost like you don't have to change to a situation unless something really fires up at the moment yes it's a set and forget plan for um, australia mm. um, new zealand has a bit of work to do with their injury to yeah. conway and knowing what to do team cyphert is also it tends to go hard so mm. uh, but you won't have him opening because gaptil and uh, con um, daryl mitchells uh, settled there so yeah it's a uh, at no. the moment momentum australia um I'm, i'm already pumped i think let's leave it there and um we have a lot to talk about uh, other than the world cup uh, but we'll do it in another episode para um, yes. we had a lanka premier league draft happened last week and uh, there's few interesting stories <laughs> to discuss about that yeah. as well um and uh, west indies tour is underway uh, they're playing a four day practice game starting tomorrow i think um so we got a we that's something we want to talk about as well plus the ladies uh, t20 world cup qualifiers starting in zimbabwe so that's another topic we want to discuss so we'll do that uh, in our next episode bora Yeah sounds good no, just a quick one on the LPL some shocking news with team selections out there so um let's see what develops further yeah. but i think i said a small glimpse i didn't think it will come to this extent correct but i did touch base about there might be um, some players not making it in this camp 
um, in this edition. There, I mean, we've seen um, some of the tweets that are shared. There'll be changes that are happening. I've seen uh, Sri Lanka cricket has put forward 10 players um, that they feel should be part of this edition, which is a good step that they've, it's good that they've identified no, no we need yeah. this to for the development of the players as well. Mm. Um, a topic we'd love to have a chat with uh, you and I, we can record it separately, is um, the franchise's directions going into these tournaments versus um, uh, holding board. authorities, cricket board's direction yeah. with holding these tournaments and why yeah. it tend to um, differ. Uh, but yeah yeah it's definitely a good topic to talk about um i mean we need we need a full episode to talk about that but if you start talking about that we'll be talking <laughs> for another yeah. hour or so so we'll leave it for the next episode uh i mean you're right like we we expected few changes but we didn't expect this many changes so so it is yeah we'll, we'll do that in a, another episode i think that's about it if you have anything else to nah, I think let's watch the last game of the tournament. Hopefully, it's a good game to watch. Wishes to the two teams playing out there. Yeah, excited episode we'll cover once the match finishes and a few stories that would have happened in the game. Let's try to cover that as well. Uh, but for the moment, with that, Australia versus New Zealand, we are both on either side of the fence. Let's um, yeah. watch the game and have, enjoy that. Go Aussie. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys uh, soon. See you guys.